Hi, welcome to the Sunflower Society podcast. We are two sisters looking to enhance your journey by sharing some of our personal experiences, and we invite you along to join us. That's my sister, Kara Howard, and I'm Justine Gonzalez. We'll be your hostesses at the Sunflower Society podcast, where we explore how you can grow and serve the world through your unique talents and have further impact in your day-to-day life. Let's get ready to go. Hey, sister. Hey, sister. We are here with episode eight of the Sunflower Society podcast. And today's topic is on happiness. Happiness. Get happy. Rainbows and unicorns (laughs) and leprechauns. And little kitties. And little kitties. I have a little kitty balled up at my feet right now, and it's so stinking cute and making me so happy. Do you want to share with listeners what your new cat's name is? What my new cat's name is? Yeah. Jagger. And who came up with that name? My daughter, Olivia. Oh, okay. And then okay. she's saying boobs like Jagger right after that. I kind of wondered if that's where <laughs> she got the idea from because she loves that song. But, um, well, so I'm glad that your new kitty cat is making you happy. And I just thought maybe we could talk about this topic because spring is here. And even though in the Midwest, we've seemed to have a lot of storms and rain in the past few weeks, we do have some signs that summer is coming. And a lot of times people feel much happier when the sun is shining. So I'm curious. I'm always so curious (laughs) to know. What are some things that make you really happy? Like genuinely you they put a smile on your face just to think about them well first of all um my little bedroom space always makes me very happy because it's the place that I come to retreat and relax and I love the window in our room because it faces the river and I can hear the river and hear the birds and it just feels like I'm kind of like outside, but inside at the same time. And mm-hmm. that makes me super happy. So I feel very blessed to be able to wake up and go to sleep to that every night. Um, and that's part of the reason I think I love my nap so much too, just because it's a very spiritual and beautiful place that I like to be. Um, okay. Let's see what else. Well, my kids make me happy most days. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love seeing like them change every day and and see mm-hmm. what makes them happy. And do you <laughs> develop and see what they're beginning to love? That's all just kind of starting. So, um, and then my husband makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I like seeing his cute face walk in at the end of every day, and um, 
yeah my husband is a very like light-hearted person he doesn't let a lot get to him and he makes me better for that and makes me be able to slow down and stop and smell the roses and appreciate things he's always one to say well it just is what it is and there's nothing you can really do about it so you might as well just be happy (laughs) (laughs) which is completely true if you think about like how we live our life we let so much stuff get to us and um, like the stress of things and instead of focusing on just being happy and accepting it because there a lot of times there isn't a whole lot we can do to change I mean we could change circumstances to a degree but some days it's like okay it truly is what it is and I'm either going to choose to be happy about it or I'm going to choose to be crappy about it Ooh, that's a good one I like yeah. that happy or crappy <laughs> <laughs> so key takeaway one decide to be happy or crappy yeah. <laughs> it's funny Happy, we, we both said it at the same exact time and we're not even in the same room. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that. And it reminds me, I had a friend who always used to say, Well, well, it probably wasn't a friend. It sounds more like maybe a teacher said it, <laughs> but when I was a student, <laughs> but the same thing could apply about patience. Because either way, you might have to wait. So you might as well wait patiently. Yeah. Right? And it's yeah. kind of the same concept. Um, it, it also makes me think of one of my all-time favorite books by Eckhart Tolle called The Power of Now. And just how a lot of times we don't take the time to take in, like, I'm looking out my window. It might not be as glamorous as your view, But I do have a beautiful um, cherry blossom tree right outside my window. So when I'm in my bedroom, that's directly all that I can see outside is just the cherry blossom tree. And how often do we take things for granted and choose to focus on what's crappy instead of the things that make us happy? And I think it's kind of the that same spirit behind, you know, having an attitude of gratitude. We can either focus on the negative or we can focus on what's positive. Um, I got an interest. Are you playing? Are you playing with a toy right now, or what's going on? No, I think it has to go to the bathroom or something. So let's pause for a moment. Can we pause the podcast? Okay, we'll be right back, and not after a message from our sponsor listeners. It'll be after Kara's new kitty cat takes a, a potty break. Okay, hold on. So let's recap there. We're back. We're back, listeners. Fret not. Jagger had a bathroom emergency. (laughs) So could you provide a recap for me? Sure. Did you forget the key key to all your happiness already? (laughs) No, I was distracted by the cat because I thought that he was sleeping and then he woke up all of a sudden and... I felt like I needed to take him to the bathroom. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, listeners, there you have it. Um, no. <laughs> so just to recap, Kara had a great phrase. You can choose to be crappy or happy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Crappy or happy. Yeah. And it's all about how we choose to see the world every day. Um, I gave a recommendation for Eckhart Tolle's book 
the power of now. Um, but just how when we look at the world around us, we can choose how we want to see things and how that, that goes for also how people interact and treat us. Um, really interesting question that I'm always fascinated by. And you named um, some people in your life and also one of the rooms in your home that make you feel really happy. Do you think that happiness can only come from ourselves? Hmm. I mean, I think it's a very spiritual thing. I So for me, that involves God, mm-hmm. um, prayer and meditation and all that stuff to get my heart centered and aligned with being able to listen in life. And so I, when, in the days that I don't choose happiness and I choose to be crappy, um, I think that it's because I haven't taken that time to realign with God a lot of times. And I can't point to a time when it's not been that. So for me, God is an integral um, part of my happiness. What about you? Do you? Yeah. I mean, I, I believe God is the source of all happiness, obviously. My question was more around, I guess, more along the lines of, is it, is it ever okay to rely on other people? to make us happy I guess that would be the better question Mm, no because because let me clarify I I know for you and I it goes without saying that we know God is the source of our joy he's the source of our strength and also the source of our happiness ultimately and like you said so well when you're misaligned from that yeah, it's much easier to choose crappy instead of happy. And, but, but the, I guess the deeper question, is it ever okay for people to rely on another person for their happiness? No. Resounding no. I mean, as a child to a parent relationship, I would say, yes, you're going to be dependent on your parents to be able to provide you with opportunities for happiness. Um, and show you what that even looks like and teach you about how to be happy. Cause I think it is a skill that we all have to learn. Um, and then I guess as an adult, it's always very unhealthy for you to re- depend on somebody else for your happiness, because that, I mean, that would be a classic, like codependent relationship scenario. Um, in my eyes, because you're, you're not only putting pressure um, on someone else to know what makes you happy, you're also like putting pressure on them to provide you with that happiness. And if they fail, which they will all the time, like that's it's a perpetual cycle of unhappiness I guess because one person is always failing the other is always reacting to that and feeling unhappy that the person didn't know what they wanted or execute it well or whatever the case may be so that's that would be an unhealthy scenario a healthy scenario would be being able to be happy in any, any circumstance within your marriage despite the fact that maybe your husband or wife or whatever 
is going through it at the moment and you can still choose happiness and be there for that person um, and know that your happiness and the light that you shine about you when you have that kind of state of happiness will help them in the end to maybe come out of whatever it is that's making them unhappy. But um, I think in the last episode, we talked a little bit about how we move it or we grow at different rates. Mm-hmm. And that episode growth, seven commitment. Yep. Listen yep. now if you haven't. <laughs> um, but that the- growth cycle won't always be in tandem with one another. You know, you won't always be in the same growth cycle. So you are going to at times feel like your partner is unhappy or like you're unhappy, but the other person is happy. You know, it's not always going to be, and that's really not what a relationship is all about. I mean, you're not there to like make each other happy. Like you do make each other happy just by being together. But that's not like your <laughs> so role in the relationship, not to make the other person happy. So Kara's key takeaway about <laughs> I'm not with my husband to make him happy. Okay? <laughs> just remember that. well I feel like you choose a person because you love that person and like if you if they don't make you happy then why would you want to be with that person it doesn't even make sense like dozens of dozens of millions only dozens dozens. (laughs) let me increase that number to to 12 millions right dozens of millions who make choices every day where they are unhappy and I kind of wonder if the deeper thing is that's why I go back to ultimately as far as your time here on earth and understanding that as listeners right now we want to assume that you have a belief in a higher power and that's where a, a source of your happiness comes from but while you're here it leads me back to the original question was, was, are you the source of your own happiness? And I would say, yes, I would, I asked it that way because I wanted to see where you would go with it. And you've, you've arrived at the same, we've arrived at the same point as so often we do just in different paths, (laughs) (laughs) but, but it's the same point of, I think unhappiness and and consistent disappointments are a result of our own expectations not being met Mm -hmm. and that is when you do have to look in the mirror and say do I even really know my expectations and why I have them and why I'm choosing the job or the person or the lifestyle that I am Mm -hmm. and so I think ultimately it does go back to you as the person because like you said the world, it's not about relying on others to make you happy. And I, I have seen, I can't, I am not a mother yet. And you tell me if I'm totally wrong on this because you are a mom. And I know we have listeners that are moms, but I've seen situations where moms in particular, they, they, it's like they need, they need their kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. In order to be happy or in order to feel whole versus really in that relationship, a child needs their parent. Right. But in my opinion, parents should not need their kids 
Am I well, off on that? Do you have a no, perspective I, as a parent? I don't feel that way at all. Like, I feel like in order to remain happy, I need time away from my kids. So maybe that is the opposite of what some people feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I get smothered when I'm around my kids too much or um, that's the only thing that I'm paying attention to. And so I find my happiness. I mean, of course, in their smiling faces and spending t- good quality time with them. But I know that I need to get away by myself and be with myself for a little while um, in order to maintain that level of happiness because it does feel smothering to me. Now, I have seen people, um, you know, talk about on Facebook or social media or whatever that, oh, I don't know, you know, what life would be like without my children, which people use that a lot, I think, to express the, the love that they have for their kids. Um, that's, different than saying like well if it weren't for my kids I wouldn't be here I wouldn't be the person I am today or um not even that I guess because your kids do change you and make you into a different person in a way do you so when you are talking of this like Mm -hmm. parents are existing to be needed by their kids or Mm -hmm. okay I don't, yeah, I don't I mean, know that people would openly admit it, but I do think that there are people in the world who they have a need to be needed by their kids. And right. when that need goes away for the kids to need them, it's like they lose a sense of purpose. Yeah, I mean, definitely I have known people that way, um, but I have a hard time relating to that because I don't feel that way. I don't at all feel that way. She leaves her kids I, with me, people. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I feel like, yes, my life is better because of them, but I'm, I guess I don't feel like I would be lost without them. Like, this sounds terrible, but I have thought of them dying before. I don't know if every mom thinks of that, like, runs through scenarios. I'm sure parents, to a degree, all do this, but... I've like thought about like, how would I, how would that feel? How would I respond? How would life, like, what would it be like if I were to walk in the house right now and like my kids weren't here and I knew they were never coming back again. And like, it chokes me up thinking about it, obviously, like even now as I'm speaking about it, but I don't think ever like I couldn't go on or um, I, I kind of can feel like, God's given me X amount of years with these wonderful little people. And like, I don't think, yes, it would be devastating for a very long time. And yes, I would never get over it fully, but I don't think that I would feel that life was not worth living because that would be kind of dishonoring them and their memory in a way. Right. Sort of stop everything. But I know that people get stuck in that. And I've obviously never experienced that kind of loss. Um, So I don't want to offend anybody that has by, I'm not trying to minimize your feelings or anything like that, but that, that those are some things that I think about as a mom, but I don't think that correlates with needing to 
I don't know, needing my kids. Like, I feel like life would go on. Well, it's, it's good. I mean, I appreciate your transparency because I'm sure there's people listening who they do think those things or they themselves have experienced a a severe loss, which Mm -hmm. I think anybody will tell you whether it's a parent, a loss of a parent, loss of a child, loss of um, somebody meaningful in your life. I don't know that you ever get over it. I think you find a way to get through it and, and continue Mm -hmm. to define what is the new normal in our life because we can either stay stuck in this forever or we can find ways to work through it and find happiness again, you know, which is a perfect example of like, that's a very dramatic scenario and a very drastic scenario, but that's a perfect example of being able to choose happiness. Like and you put yourself in the worst of the worst scenarios that you could think of. And can you envision a way out of that? Like I, I challenge myself to do that a lot because like, as I see people go through things or I see potential for things that could go wrong or something, like I try to put myself in that as kind of an exercise of like, okay, you've walked through this like step-by-step, you would be okay. So don't fear like God is with you and he, he is rooting for your happiness don't live in fear because you feel like that happiness might be ripped from you because there's, I feel like if you look for it, God is everywhere. And that happiness is there. If you just look around a little bit, you can choose to, to be attracted to the things that are negative and um, dark in this world. But like there's so many opportunities for us to look past all those dark things right. and choose. Well, and I think that's a trap a lot of people fall into. And this is, you know, broadening the conversation a little more beyond just moms or wives or what, whatever fill in the blank category. But in general, you know, we, we make those choices about how we want to look at the world and there, there are people who they choose to see the negative or they choose to live in fear of, well, what if this or what if that or, or, or this? And mm-hmm. you can see it in their life because what you put out there, just as much as you put out a thought, as soon as you put out a thought, mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of bringing it into existence in the universe is my belief. And so the more that you mm-hmm. continue to focus on a negative thought that floats into your mind instead of positive thoughts by nature mm-hmm. to me that is then what you attract and maybe that sounds a little out there but I just no but think about if you're having a like you're going about your day you're having a really good day and then you run into some random person and they like come into your space and they say well this is like the worst everybody sucks today and I'm not getting anything done that I wanted to get mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. They leave your space and it's like, okay, I was like having a really good day there. And then this person kind of brought their thunderstorm with them and you feel a little mm-hmm. different. It's, I mean, just think that happens all the time. And so I think it's important to take away number, whatever, just take away <laughs> number two. I think take- it's, number two I think it's important to if you feel yourself going into a mode where you're like 
you know you're not spreading happiness. You know you're not spreading joy and love and all the, the good things. Like, take yourself away from people for a little bit and figure out what's going on. Because mm-hmm. I think we don't do mm-hmm. that enough. Well, and, and I think and we don't we, yeah, lean that. into it and figure out why. Because going back to this, right. the whole point of you are kind of that source and you're determining you're determining what expectations you have. And more times than not, mm-hmm. if we get disappointed about something or we become unhappy about something, you can almost always trace it back to your own expectations. And a lot of times mm-hmm. it was an expectation that you had in your mind, right? It wasn't because anybody yep. said, oh, this is just going to be a perfect day is because in our heads, we might be thinking, oh, tomorrow's supposed to be sunny and I'm going to go to the beach um, with, with some of my friends. There, there's an example, right? But the next day it ends up raining. One of your friends gets a flat tire and you don't feel well. So when you have a situation like that and you're, you're trying to decipher, okay, well, why would you be upset though? Because none of those circumstances, you couldn't control any of those circumstances. Okay. That's number one. Number two, it was because you put an expectation of being so excited about something that didn't even happen yet that you're disappointed. And so how do you take that situation and turn it into something positive? And I think that's what a lot of, that's what a lot of happiness in our lives is about again, perspective. And I think that's, that's key takeaway too, is, you know, keep your perspective grounded and also keep your expectations understood, right? Understand why you have certain expectations, but also understand that it's great to have high expectations, but to think that we always get exactly how we want the way we want it would be to say that we're in control of everything. Right. Well, and trust me, I am at times the queen of not thinking of things in the right way <laughs> from the the beginning. So the reason I'm talking about this as if I know it is because I do know it because I've seen both ways in my life. I've seen me being the thundercloud and bringing negativity to a situation. And I've seen me bringing openness and joy and happiness to a situation and how that can affect it. And I know that to be true because of those experiences. Um, So I don't think any of us are exempt and I'm not speaking about these things like, Oh, like I'm so evolved and, you know, enlightened or whatever. Like I've learned a few things over the years of how I operate and what my natural inclination is. And I've done a lot of inner work to try to switch the, my way of thinking and um, my initial responses to one of more positivity instead of that darkness. Because I, I think, um, I, I think we could both say we came from some of that in our own history. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a different way of looking at things than kind of how we were wired originally, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, you have to realize it's a pattern and a problem in order for you to really dig in. And if you don't feel like that's a problem in your life, then that's 
then that's not a problem in your life. Well, congrats yeah. because but- it's not fun. <laughs> well, no, I'm being serious because when you when you live in the world in such a way that it's it's a roller coaster of emotion and you're just waiting for that next big thing because you think, oh, it's just going to be so special. And that is how mm-hmm. your your thought process is. And I think we tended to grow up that way, just much more of an emotional state, I guess. I don't I, I can't really describe it any other way than it being, you know, emotional. To me, mm-hmm. that is putting emotions into your expectations instead of just saying, okay, well, we have these plans. Cool. <laughs> I mean, like. Right. Well, and not to say, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not saying like our environment was negative right. or any of that. I mean, right. there's always components of that in every right. home. But what I'm saying is I feel like because of, um, some of the kind of strict religious upbringing that we had, we had a lot of rules and kind of regulation type things. And so as a child, you're looking at all that and the world looks a little more negative, I Mm -hmm. guess, or oppressive than what it would be if you had a little more freedom. And so I'm not at all saying that we grew up in a negative um, like we had very, a lot of positive childhood experiences and good memories and mm-hmm. stuff, but yeah, I would, I would, for anybody out there who's, who's grown up under that, maybe you can relate to what I'm talking about. I would agree. I would agree. Um, so you mentioned your inner work. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> You've done some work. (laughs) I guess just being able to like, we talked about this in one of our first episodes and um, the power of like being able to stop everything and slow down and really reflect on things that are happening around you and enjoy at that point. Life becomes more full and you learn a lot more about yourself when you stop and think. And you get into a headspace where um, it's not full of worry or your doubts or um, those things, those negative things that we tell ourselves, you are focusing on the positive. And so I like, I have a yoga practice that I have been more and more consistent with just because like when I miss a day, I it feels, I feel bad, like my body just feels tight and like out of alignment mm-hmm. and like, I just don't feel as energized. So I have never been one for like going to the gym and working out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a big buff, bad person So what, <laughs> or even morning, an athlete. Every, every, so. <laughs> every morning you're telling us you do happy baby and corpse pose. Are those what you do? <laughs> Thanks for sharing no. your practice with us. Kara. It gets a little bit Namaste. more complex than that, okay? <laughs> I'm oh, I actually, I really love doing it right before bed. For whatever reason, it makes me sleep better. And then in the morning, I'll do like a 10 or 15 minute, just like deep stretching type stuff. So, and then not only like during that time, I'll turn on some music and I'm in prayer and meditation and like putting, first of all, starting my day with 
a positive intention mm-hmm. and then ending my day and letting go of the things that I need to let go yeah. of the day. So that's become a really important habit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes when you go on vacation or you go away or whatever, you're like, oh, well, I'm getting a break from my exercise routine or whatever. When you feel like you have to, it's not something I feel like I have to, like I want to because it feels it's yeah. good, yep. you know, exactly. It's not like work or workouts. Um, anyway, and then just trying to like write more. I feel like that's a good release for me. I have a really busy brain. And sometimes when I get stuck in my head, um, I will become a very unpleasant person. And <laughs> so I feel like when I have all these thoughts and stuff going on, I need to like write just sit down and write. You do have a busy and... brain? Yeah. What do you think? I'm like, really, well, no, <laughs> I, I am very much that way. I always have to be doing something. I always have to be engaged in something. I think that's why I'm a yeah. workaholic partially. There's a couple reasons why, but I never really thought that about <laughs> you because you usually seem pretty chill. Well, unless your kids no. are writing. <laughs> well, yeah no I one of my favorite I I don't think there's a point during the day that I'm not thinking about something like something like will web into something else and will web into something else and then I yeah I just all day and like thinking of different ideas different like oh I wonder if I could do that or yeah it's it's nonstop. but I feel like Mm -hmm. in order to get some of that energy out I writing really helps me I like doing this podcast too because it's like a once a week like yeah I I think that's why it's good for me too (laughs) honestly I never I never knew that maybe we're not the best to brainstorm ideas with each other we have some pretty crazy ideas (laughs) (laughs) no I just think I think that's a gift but when it's not when it's always in there and just when you don't let it out it when, doesn't yeah, stop when you don't let it out yeah in mediums then you're you're yeah. just you almost it's that feeling of feeling restricted right and yeah and I think yeah I think so for real. a lot of years I didn't realize it but I think that's what I felt not because you don't not because you don't stay busy as a teacher or a principal but because like I would put right. in so many hours I think because my mind was still going with ideas and, mm-hmm. and like, I just wanted like, Oh, I, I need to do this. So I'm going to do this. So I'm going to try this. So I'm, I'm going to make this elaborate unit or lesson plan. And it, it, none of it was really like necessary. And my, I have numerous friends who have said at different points, like, okay, you're like team do too much basically. <laughs> and we don't really want to work with you because you always go above and beyond and then we have to go above and beyond <laughs> well my problem is more like not finishing Ooh, oh. you know yeah not, mine is yeah maybe we should talk much. about one next <laughs> yeah no mine is like starting too much and then like not being able to do any of it like well sitting down to, to paint a self-portrait and you only paint an oval (laughs) (laughs) yeah yep pretty much she's actually a really good painter folks really good 
Yeah, I need the. I probably should pick that up again. See, I just but gave again, her another idea. See, She's all over the place. Yes, no. And I actually, for a split second, was like, "Ooh, that actually sounds really nice. Like maybe I should do that tonight." And then, but no, I need to like do some other things because I got to finish some things that I started. Okay. Well, on that note, it's been awesome. Um, <laughs> key takeaways from this episode, episode eight on happiness. Key takeaway one, you can choose to either be happy or crappy. And key takeaway number two, make sure you keep yourself in alignment so that you can keep your expectations in check and know why you have the expectations you do and where exactly they're coming from. And so we thank you for tuning in and we will look forward to our next episode. If you haven't, um, if this is your first time tuning in, make sure you go back, listen to some of the other episodes that interest you. And when you're sharing this particular episode, use hashtag Sunflower Society and hashtag happiness. Um, Thanks for joining us. We'll see you. Oh, I did it again. We won't. Oh, they'll hear us. On Instagram, then we will see that you vote. (laughs) We're going to say it every episode. We are grateful that you've tuned in, listeners. Was that better, Kara? (laughs) Yeah, that works. Bye, Bye. guys.